Well, I certainly hope that everybody appreciates the kind of shit that I have to deal with when I'm uh, podcasting out on the road, because this fucking chair is the bane of my goddamn fucking existence. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still going over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. Let's not forget about the TikTok, like most of you have, RoyDog13 over there. How is everybody this morning? It is actually the day of the NFL Draft, the first day, of course. Um, We're going to go through the South Divisions. I am sitting on the most comfortable, terrible chair that I could ever fucking imagine having to do this. And, uh, Paul, I feel really fucking restricted in this chair. But I hope you're enjoying the actual office chair that this hotel room has has given to us. Uh, it's very comfortable. I like the armrest. Uh, very athletic-like and agility-like. Uh, this chair, I can uh, maneuver in any position I would like. And, uh, ha! <laughs> That's wonderful, and I can't wait to get home so I don't have to listen to your goddamn opinions. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go ahead and just get going in here. Uh, we have two podcasts left to go as far as the divisions are concerned. We're doing the South Divisions on this one. Uh, the last one will be the uh, NFC and AFC West. Uh, so here we go. We're going to go to the NFC West, uh, South, and we're going to start with the Atlanta Falcons. You got anything you want to talk about with the Falcons, first of all, Paul? Um, just a big year for Desmond Ritter. It is a big year for Desmond Ritter. So that's a direction that they're going to go with, the third round pick. Um, and we'll see what happens. Um, well, I mean, really, when I look at the Atlanta Falcons and we talk about their offensive needs, wide receiver, uh, quarterback is still technically a need, in my opinion, um, in offensive line depth. So they do have seven selections. They do have the eighth pick. And it's kind of interesting because I think if you look at what everybody's talking about, everybody popping up and trying to grab the quarterbacks, and you know Bryce Young, we're assuming, is going to be the number one pick. Uh, C.J. Stroud is fall- is kind of been falling in you know yeah quote unquote falling uh in mock drafts and then uh anthony richardson will levis it's quite interesting if some of these teams do not come up to kind of grab those quarterbacks if at eight would the atlanta falcons actually think about taking one of those four it does make sense it does it, it does makes make a hell of a lot of sense i i, I know there's been some people that have been kind of speculating that maybe this is a Bijan Robinson spot, but it is not not that high in the draft. Um, and they've been fine with Tyler Algier, Corderell Patterson, and Caleb Huntley. They've they've 
they've really and even Avery Williams has seen the field and actually has done well. Um, so they've been good with just kind of the rotational type guys. If they really want to work horse running back, uh, they could probably still grab it at two thirteen if they really want to. But they do have a lot of needs on defense, and that's kind of where I think they're going to go uh, for this year's draft. But we look along the offensive line, starting from left to right. You have Jake Matthews, Matt Hennessy, Drew Dahlman, Chris Lindstrom, and Caleb McGarry. They're pretty set with their starters in there. Uh, contrary to what a lot of people have been saying, like the offensive line isn't all that great. Actually, they rated out really, really fucking well, um, which was kind of a surprise. But they really gelled. They really stayed healthy. That was kind of the main thing for this season or for this last season. Now, behind them, they're rather weak. Uh, a lot of guys that either have not seen the field uh, in a year or they were injured last year. Um, so offensive line depth, they could they could get that with their fourth round picks, seventh rounders, you know, dime a dozen type guys there. So I wouldn't. Those are usually reserved for like corners, uh, middling defenders, and stuff like that. Uh, we talked about the running backs. Running backs are solid from Algier down to Will- Avery Williams. Tight end, Kyle Pitts. The enigma that is Kyle Pitts. Uh, acquisition of Johnny Smith was pretty clutch. Yep. <clears throat> Got him from New England. Um, other than that, you're looking at Parker Hess, the former quarterback, Felipe Franks, in there, and then a couple of you know hodgepodge guys, John Fitzpatrick, John Rainey. Um, those guys have been around, you know, bumping around from team to team uh, for the last couple of years. Wide receiver, we're good with Drake London. Uh, Mac Hollins comes over from the Las Vegas Raiders <clears throat> and is for now slotted right across from him. And then in the middle, um, or should I say the slot, you have Scotty Miller who comes over from the Tampa Bay uh I wanted to say the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm in such hockey mode right now. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Real small guy. Uh, Could get the job done in there, but has not been healthy the last couple of years. So upgrade at wide receiver is definitely on the board here. <clears throat> Maybe not with the 1-8, but definitely with that 213 and 312. Uh, they'd be willing to take a shot on some guys that they can develop uh, into their offense there. Uh, quarterback we did talk about, you have Desmond Ritter. They brought in Taylor Heineke to back him up with Logan Woodside bringing up the rear. Um, again, if one of those four quarterbacks slips to about that eight spot, especially I think if Stroud or Richardson fall in there, Richardson especially because he would fit in that offense, what they want to do. They want to do the ground and pound they wouldn't necessarily have to rely on his arm, but they'd be more than happy to utilize his legs in this offense. Moving on to the defense, uh, defensive needs, we got linebacker, D-tackle, D-end, and corner. Uh, they did just recently release uh, Casey Hayward, their starting corner, and that was kind of something I was keeping an eye on because they had signed Mike Hughes uh, from Detroit. Now, Mike Hughes, uh, pardon me, Um, they had acquired uh, Jeff Okuda from Detroit. So you have a couple of the old Detroit guys here, which, I mean, usually spells doom, considering the fact that they're 
secondary in Detroit wasn't you know anything of anything of real note. Um, so that is an upgraded position uh, at corner in there. But we're going to start along the defensive line. Uh, David Animata, uh, who comes over from New Orleans. Grady Jarrett and Calais Campbell uh, comes over from Baltimore. So they're set right straight across as the starters. The guys behind them, they're a little thin outside of Taekwon Graham, uh, who's fine. Eddie Goldman, uh, who did not play last year, but he unretired uh, this offseason. So good to go right in there, but they do need some backups, uh, and that's what your D, your D-tackle, D-end needs are in there. So they can get them late. Uh, linebacking core, Lorenzo Carter, Caden Ellis, uh, who they got from New Orleans as well. Troy Anderson, that's your linebacker spot that needs to get upgraded right there. And then Bud Dupree comes over from uh, Tennessee, which was a really good get for them. When I believe it was a one-year deal, uh, kind of prove-it deal. Yep, stay healthy, and that's, bam, yep. that's a nice get. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> uh, they're a little weak in the backups. Uh, they'll probably do that uh, with uh, uh, the UDFAs after the draft gets done this weekend. <clears throat> Spot to watch there. Uh, safety, they're pretty good, though. They acquired Jesse Bates from uh, Cincinnati, uh, pairing him with Richie Grant, which is going to be good. Uh, they do need a little bit of death back in there, but they have enough secondary guys that could fill in back in here, so I think they'll be all right. Uh, and then at corner, A.J. Terrell, fine. Uh, Mike Hughes, who they brought over from Detroit, like we said, Okay, not great. Uh, Jeff Akuda, like to see him get a shot, but in the slot, he should be he should be pretty good uh, right in there. Especially, I mean, if Mike Hughes kind of fails, if they don't do anything at corner, Akuda could move to that outside. And they could move D. Alford up, uh, who backs him up in the slot. Anything else you want to add in here? Well, they're definitely making an effort to uh, get to the players that they want. This is what you're. This is your two. Three coach, so that's actually your three. That's right, and uh, uh, you can definitely see the change that they want to go with the players, and they definitely upgraded this defense, especially in the NFC South. Yeah, it's it's not a terrific defense, but it. I mean, all Atlanta really needs is to kind of be middle of the road, and for what they were doing on offense last year. I mean, they, it wasn't a terrific offense, but it was keeping them in games. Um, so I think if their defense kind of gets middle of the road, middle of the pack, they could contend in a pretty weak south. Yes. So moving on, we do have the Carolina Panthers who should uh, end up uh, drafting uh, uh, Bryce Young out of Alabama. Uh, but for right now, it's Andy Dalton at the helm. Coming over from New Orleans. Uh, offensive knees, of course, they have quarterback. That's going to be gone. Uh, offensive guard, wide receiver, and offensive line depth. The offensive line is pretty decent. Um, I think it's a little overrated. I think I don't think Pro Football Focus got this one right, but I could be wrong. Because um, you have, from left to right, Akeem. Uh, Ekwanu, Brady Christensen, which is the offensive guard need right there. He's the weak, weakest link of the offensive line. Uh, Bradley Bozeman, Austin Corbett, and Taylor Moten in there. I think they're good. I 
don't think they're great. Uh, they're basically rated above average. That's okay. Uh, but there's a lot of people who are saying that this is a terrific Carolina Panthers offensive line. I disagree. They have some flaws in their pass protection, especially. Um, but for now, I mean, they're pretty good with what they want to do. Uh, especially when you look at running back, you have Miles Sanders coming over from Philadelphia. I think that's a great get. It's He should be okay uh, in this offense. Chuba Hubbard, of course, backing him up. Did imp- I have to admit he did improve from last uh, from his rookie year. Uh, Raheem Blackshear and Spencer Brown, uh, the backups there. So they're set at running back uh, for this offense. Moving the tight end, <clears throat> you have Hayden Hurst who comes over from Cincinnati Bengals, backed up now by Ian Thomas and Tommy Treble. I'm still trying to figure out what they're doing with the Ian Thomas contract because they way overpaid him before last season. It was a contract that we did not quite understand. It didn't make sense, no. Because they were paying him, I want to say, close to $10 million a, $10 million a year. And then nobody knows who he is. Yeah. And they're not even using him. Yeah. <laughs> You don't pay you don't pay that much money for a blocking tight end. That's what I didn't get. So um, they're pretty good. they're pretty good though. I like Hayden Hurst as the starter in there, um, and I think that was a smart move by uh, uh, Frank Reich and offensive coordinator Thomas Brown to convince GM to go ahead and upgrade at that spot because it's it's hard because until Thomas uh, reworks that contract, I mean. He's a cut candidate, really, if you look at it. I mean, I know they have a lot of cap space, but Jesus, you can't be carrying that in a tight end. Uh, wide receivers, you got Terrace Marshall Jr., DJ Chark, who comes over from Detroit, uh, and Adam Thielen, who actually comes over from Minnesota Vikings, and let's not forget uh, the guy who's just a thorn in my side. I love him to death, but he's a thorn in my side, the LaVisca Chenault. Um a lot of people might have been propping up uh, Terrace Marshall. Uh, this was before DJ Chark and Adam Thielen came over. Uh, those uh, those little murmurs, those little chatters, those have kind of settled down, uh, and for the right reasons. This is <clears throat> another team that could take a look at a wide receiver. Now they only have six picks. We know 1.1. It's going to be quarterback, so they really only have five now. Are they going to take a shot on a wide receiver? Are they going to wait for a better class next year? It's quite possible they just wait till next year uh, and utilize the veterans that they have here. Uh, quarterback, of course, uh, Andy Dalton. They still have Matt Corral, who they drafted last season. Uh, apparently things <clears throat> have not been going too well. Um, it doesn't seem like he's meshing correctly with the new coaching staff here. Uh, Jacob Eason. Uh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and move on uh, after Jacob Beeson here. Expect him to be cut as soon as Bryce Young's ink, uh, ink is dried on his contract. <clears throat> Moving on to the defense. Defensive needs, linebacker, quarter, corner, uh, defensive end, D-tackle, and safety. Uh, most of this isn't so much starters. It's kind of more backups as far as the defensive needs. You have sh- uh, across the front, Shy Tuttle. Uh, who came over from, uh, I can't remember where he came over from because I marked it wrong on here. See? God, 
I do this came shit. Came from Carolina. He came from yeah. He came from Shy Tuttle. Came from Carolina. Carolina. Um, Derek Brown right in the middle and Deshaun Williams. I think that's pretty okay. Uh, Henry Anderson can fit in for Deshaun Williams if that if that signing did not work out mm-hmm. correctly. Uh, your linebackers, you got Brian Burns, Shaq Thomas, uh, or Thompson, my bad. Uh, Frankie Louvu, who was a surprise last year, and Yeter Gross Matos uh, on the outside. Now, Matos is the guy that could actually get replaced um, if they wanted to go a high-end linebacker here, uh, edge rusher, basically. Um, but if he is still in that starting position, I think they're pretty set right across the def- uh, right across the linebacking court. It's pretty good. Um, safeties, you got to save your woods. Von Bell comes over from uh, Cincinnati. Eric Rowe uh, backing him up, coming over from Miami. So they're good at safety, which means that they can move Jeremy Chin uh, over to slot corner, uh, be kind of more of that safety-slash-linebacker hybrid um, in there. And then your... Uh, corners are going to be Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn. They could use an upgrade Love in there. J.C. Horn. Horn is fine. Dante Jackson is the guy that we would attack in uh, DFS. So um, more than likely, Dante Jackson, Yeter Gross Matos, those are the two guys that I'm thinking are going to be the uh, guys that they could possibly upgrade in this year's draft. Any thoughts on them? Kind of a team in waiting. We'll see what happens here with this first pick and, and how they go. Yep. Uh, moving on, New Orleans. Uh, <clears throat> head coach Dennis Allen. Uh, second year, we're going to have to see what happens with this offense. They did bring in Derek Carr uh, from the Las Vegas Raiders. Across the offensive line, you uh, actually offensive knees, wide receiver, running back, offensive guard, and offensive line depth. Why is running back in there? Um, probably because Alvin Kamara is supposed to get suspended here. Um, we haven't heard anything yet. They're probably waiting until the NFL draft is over yep. to kind of announce that. Right, the Friday news release, and no one paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I would expect them to go after a running back. Probably not a like a high-end guy, but this uh, running back class is so deep. You're looking at probably a day two, day three type guy. So that, that third-round pick, that fourth-round pick is probably what they're doing since they brought Jamal Williams over uh, from Detroit. Uh, their offensive line, Trevor Petting, Andres Pete, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, and Ryan Ramchek. Uh Pete is still always the guy that I look at as the replaceable guy in here. Uh, Ruiz really hasn't done what we had hoped he was going to do um, in there, but he's been he's been way more solid than that left guard right there. The old man that they're paying a shit ton of money to uh, to man that. They love him for whatever reason. It's got to be something within the community where he's doing everything right. So... Um, but their depth is pretty thin. It's pretty thin, and the guys that they do have there, pretty bad. Running backs, we've talked about a little bit here. Alvin Kamara is going to end up getting suspended at some point here. Uh, Jamal Williams brought over from Detroit. That was a good fill uh, as Mark Ingram, and they did not re sign Mark Ingram or David Johnson. Uh, Mark 
Mark Ingram could end up back there for dirt cheap if they're willing to, if he's willing to take kind of a, a low end contract um, to come back. And I don't think anybody's really hyped, chopping at the bit to kind of re, you know sign him as a backup there. Uh, tight end, we have Juwan Johnson, who stepped up big time last year. Uh, really good get. He's he's overtaken Adam Troutman, who we thought was going to end up being kind of the guy there. Uh, Taysom Hill, of course, is there as a quote-unquote tight end, but he's kind of the jackknife uh, uh, guy of everything, you know, doing everything, the Swiss Army knife guy. Um, so they're set at, they're really set at tight end. Um, move on to the wide receivers. Now you have Michael Thomas, you have Michael Thomas, and then Rashid. I I have uh, Rashid Sahid across. Now that could be Chris Olave across, and then Shahid in the slot. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Olave though coming out of the slot. I think it's a little. I think it makes a little bit more sense. Go three wide. Um, utilize Shahid on the outside with his speed. Um, they're good. They're not great. We need a guy that's going to end up overtaking Michael Thomas at this one spot because he is getting old. He continues to get hurt uh, with that foot, and they just need to move on. But the Saints, for whatever reason, are just having troubles with this. Um, I think Shahid is good, not great. He, this is kind of his prove-it year, and I think New Orleans is going to go ahead and let him try uh, to secure that uh, number two slash number three spot uh, with Olave ending up being the true number one at some point. So wide receiver is a place that we are really going to look at and see what they do here. Like I said, they're drafted development guys. There's a lot of guys in here with a lot of fucking speed, which is what the Saints like. So this is kind of the Saints wide receiver type draft uh, this season. At quarterback, Derek Carr, we've talked about. Jameis Winston is still there. He did take a little bit of a cut to stay there um, and back up and back up Carr. And then Jake Luton bringing up the rear. So we move on to the New Orleans Saints defense. Uh, needs here, linebacker, corner, safety, D-tackle, D-end, a little bit of anything and everything for this one. Um, they have lost uh, some guys that, uh, there's Shy Tuttle. Duh, he came over from New Orleans. Um, they have lost some starters, so this is bringing up some of the uh, general backup guys are now in the starting positions, which is, yeah. It's kind of weakening this defense as a whole, uh, but they should be good. The Saints usually usually figure it out, to be honest with you. So we look across the defensive line. you got Carl Granderson, uh, Nathan Shepard, who comes over from the New York Jets, Kalen Saunders, who came over from Kansas City, uh, and Cameron Jordan, the old man, Cameron Jordan. Hell of a player, man. Still Never getting stops. it done. Yep. Still getting it done. Um, they're good across. They're pretty good across the front. There, they could use a step up at the D tackle at starting D tackle um, if they so choose. But it depends on who's there. Uh, otherwise, just backup pieces. They'd be fine uh, going into 2023. Linebackers, you got Pete Werner, Demario Davis, the other old man of this defense, really, um, and then Zach Bond. 
Uh, we know Zach Bond. I'm Wisconsin. <laughs> Backups there. Uh, galore, although they could upgrade from Zach Bond in there um, and let him kind of not just become a backup, but be kind of kind of be a guy that they could shift in and out um, and change and change uh, when they change their uh, defensive strategies up uh, for their pass rush. At safeties, you got Marcus May and Tyron Matthew. Uh, Jonathan Abram oof, comes over from Seattle. God, Jonathan Abram just needs to fucking retire. He's so worthless. Uh, but they do have Lonnie Johnson in there. If they want to deplore three safeties uh, at corner, they're pretty set, although they do need some backups in here. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Adamo uh, on the outside, and then Bradley Roby in the in the slot. Now, Roby could be a guy that they try to upgrade a lot of these corners. Uh, <clears throat> one thing that Christian Gonzalez said yesterday was that you know they're going to get draft. These high-end corners are going to get drafted and may end up starting as nickel corners, which is very smart that they're aware of this. And he said that him and Witherspoon are aware of this that they could end up starting in the slot and working their way out to being the outside guys. So they'll switch in and out. Uh, so <clears throat> definitely pay attention on there. Uh, New Orleans one thirty. They're not going to get those two. They're not going to get Porter. But there's a couple of other guys who could end up right there around that turn. So that 130, uh, the 2-9, that would be interesting right in there. They could also pick up a guy in Brian Branch who can play who can play corner and would be perfect in the slot because he has a lot of movement. They need help there. That's yeah. secondary. They need help. Yeah, yeah. So. To me, it seems a little that's from afar, kind of looking at them. I know they were okay. It's the way it's the way that their defense is structured. They have a lot of moving. They they'll move them in and out and kind of switch um, switch them out. Like Lattimore will stay on that one outside, but they'll switch to Debo. They'll switch and Roby um, back and forth, and then they will utilize a three safety set across across that back. So it kind of covers up the weak. It kind of covers up the weaknesses back there, um, because they have so much trust in these guys. These three, especially right here, that they'll deplore that because Matthew could go out. Matthew could go out in the slot, and he's more than happy to go out there. He just wants to get on the field and fucking hit somebody. That's why he's called the Honey Badger. But I don't know. If, I don't know if you know this, but he's his nickname is the Honey Badger. <laughs> He's getting a little long in the tooth. I didn't realize how long he's been in the league. He's been in the league for, I want to say, 10 years now. Uh, moving on to Tampa, the Tom Brady-less Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Offensive needs, quarterback is big. Offensive tackle, center, wide receiver, running back, offensive line depth. They need a lot. They need quite a bit. They need to retool. They need to restock. These are they're they're already they've already basically said that they're they're in rebuild mode. Um, because across the offensive line right now, you have Brandon Walton. There's your tackle that needs to get upgraded real bad. Uh, Nick Leverett, he's fine. Ryan Jensen fell off a cliff. I don't know what the hell is going on with him. 
He's been well, fighting he injury. injury in preseason, and then uh, I don't think he probably rushed himself back, and he was not in shape. Yeah, well, maybe not, but not like he was in shape, but not not game shape. Not Ryan Jensen's shape, where he's this the Ned Mauler nasty guy. He, he goes to the echo of the whistle, and if <laughs> you're not a fan of like Tampa Bay, you're like this guy's a prick. Because <laughs> you know, like, he, he goes to the echo of the whistle, and he really angers the defense alignment, and you know, you know <clears throat> most of the fights are like scrums. It's because of Ryan Jensen when he's healthy. <clears throat> uh, at right guard, we got Luke Luke Gadecki and uh, Tristan Wirfs, who is he's the man. He Tristan Wirfs is awesome. We like we loved him when he was coming out of college. Great dude. Um, at running back, you do have Rashad White there now, kind of assuming for right now he's kind of assuming the starter's role with Chase Edmonds uh, filling in behind him as the change of pace type guy. Uh, Rashad White should be pretty close to a three-down back, and the reason why I tell you that is because Chase Edmonds can't stay on the fucking field. So unless they go and get another guy at running back in this draft, it's either Chase Edmonds or Keyshawn Vaughn or maybe Patrick Laird. I, and I feel like they're done with these, those guys. Yeah. These, you know, they're, I think, definitely going to be drafted and running back. Yeah. Yeah. Like a new blood. They have to. They because uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, you've had your chance for the last three years, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, because Keyshawn Vaughn was Keyshawn Vaughn was that little darling guy that everybody was just like, ooh, little sneaky play, Keyshawn Vaughn. And they never, never, never came, never, never came to fruition. Nope. Tight ends. You got Kate Otten, Coquef, or Coquef. Rookie year. Yeah. Pretty solid. <clears throat> Um, Dominique Daphne, uh, David Wells, Dominique Daphne, the uh, former Packer, and uh, David Wells. There, they they could look at tight end. Um, it is a nice it is a nice deep class. So even though I don't feel that they have like a, a pressing need here, uh, that could be something that they grab um, either with like say the third or one of those two fifths. Uh, they could grab a tight end right in there. Wide receiver, they're kind of hurting and mostly in depth positions. Uh, the starters are getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, that last one would be Mike Evans. Uh, they do need a guy that they can kind of groom behind Mike Evans in there. There's a couple of taller guys that if they want to take the shot, they're really raw. Um, but they could take a shot in there as his potential replacement or at least somebody who could fill in. Uh, behind him, Russell Gage on the other side. You have Julio Jones, who they just basically are letting go in free agency. Brashard Perryman, the same. Um, so the and then backing him up is only really Devin Tompkins, who hasn't done shit. Um, and then in the slot, of course, you have Chris Godwin, uh, backed up by Kalen Geiger. So right now you have five fucking wide receivers on your team. This is almost as despicable as what the uh, what the Packers kind of have right now. Um, so they're definitely in need, but with a developmental wide receiver draft, you're looking at later pick, probably later picks. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna bring in a shitload of uh, UDFA wide receivers uh, to kind of fill in behind, or and or 
they're going to wait for guys to get cut from other teams. And that's something that we have to keep in mind, too, is that a lot of these teams are adding, but they're also going to be subtracting here over the next couple of weeks um, to get whatever kind of salary off the books. The whole June 1st deadline type thing, there's a whole bunch of shit in play with that. So we'll see what happens. Um, But moving on, we're going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Defensive needs, D-tackle, D-N, corner, linebacker, safety. This is not going to be the same Tampa Bay defense that we've been accustomed to over the last couple of years since their Super Bowl run. Across the defensive line, you have Greg Gaines, Vita Vea, and Logan Hall. Uh, the only guy with any trust in here is really Vita Vea. Uh, uh, Dendron Sanat behind him actually could end up assuming one of these two roles as well uh, with Logan Hall or Greg Gaines. Uh, if they don't do well in training camp. So that's something that we need to pay attention to, see who they draft in here. Uh, linebackers, uh, same linebacking core, though. Joe Tryon, uh, Levante David, Devin White, and Shaquille Barrett. <clears throat> Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Uh, Devin White still has not been the same since his rookie year. Um, and which one is it? Is it White or is it David that's wanting to trade? I thought it was Devin White. Devin White. I, he's like due for contract. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Because David signed the extension. White wants the extension too, uh, but he hasn't really played his way to get a get a decent one. So this is kind of his prove it year. Um. So and maybe he gets it done. Maybe he gets it done. I don't know, but he hasn't proven it over the last couple of years. Uh, but as far as the linebacking is concerned, it's good. Uh, the backups, the backups are where they have some need. Safety, you're going to have Antoine Winfield Jr. and Ryan Neal as your starters. Uh, they only have one other safety, and that's Nolan Turner right now under contract. So they do need some safety help back there. Uh, corners, you're going to have Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, and now it's going to be D. Delaney in the slot. And I know what his rating looks like. But that is D. Delaney, not Sean Murphy Bunting back there. Um, so they are hurting at slot corner. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting went to Tennessee, which was a very good add by uh, the Tennessee Titans there. Um, but behind your, but basically behind your starters, they're very very weak. So uh, they need the upgrade. You're targeting DFS, D. Delaney. D. Delaney. <laughs> That's that's going to be the call out. We're just going to be like, <clears throat> who are we attacking today? Ah, look who we got on the schedule is D Delaney. <laughs> but that's enough of the NFC South. We're going to move to the AFC South, and we're going to start here with the Houston Texans on offense. Uh, offensive needs: quarterback, tight end, offensive guard, center. Uh, wide receiver and offensive line depth. They are very <laughs> depleted, uh, but it, it makes for a clean it makes for a clean slide when you look at their offensive line, considering that they only have nine guys. Um, across the offensive line, you have Laramie Tunsil. You know, solid, completely solid guy there. Kenyon Green is where they need to make an upgrade. Scott Quesenberry. <laughs> Scott Quesenberry makes me think of fucking Crunchberry cereal every time I have to talk about him. Uh, Quesenberry is a guy that they need to upgrade from. 
but then at right guard you have Shaq Mason and, Ty- and Titus Howard uh, at tackle over there. So two spots that they need to upgrade. Um, they do have the picks. They do have the picks at twelve, and if they trade out of that number two spot. They could be acquiring more. So I kind of get the idea of why they may not want to take C.J. Stroud. I think it's stupid because they need to get one of these quarterbacks and none of those quarterbacks are going to fall to 12. None of them are. Because if you see Stroud fall, that just means guys, that just means teams in the back end are going to be more willing to trade up because... I know there's been a lot of talk about C.J. Stroud's test uh, results on that S2. Uh, we were listening in on his conversations yesterday at the Play 60 event. Uh, he is not worried about it. Um, NFL executives have said, uh, if you think that he can't learn and and produce as a football player, then you obviously have not been watching him at Ohio State. Uh, they are very, very comfortable with C.J. Stroud. Which means that if those other teams are looking at there, they're going to be willing to come up and go get him. He's not going to fall out of the fucking top ten. There's no fucking way he is. No fucking way. So now we go back to the Houston Texans in terms of the running game. You have Damian Pierce there. They brought in Devin Singletary uh, from the Buffalo Bills. That was a very good get. Uh, like him paired with uh, with Pierce. Uh, Mike Boone also coming over from Denver. His one-year stint in Denver. Daria Gunbawale uh, could be a cut candidate, to be honest with you, uh, if they wanted to stick with the two uh, uh, second-year players in Garrett Dokes and Darius Anderson uh, backing up there. Tight end, they brought in Dalton Schultz over from the Dallas Cowboys. It was a very good get, so they're good. They're good. They're solid with that. Um, enough to where they have... Uh, just Tegan, uh, Tegan Quint- God, Quintorial, Quint- Quintoriano, uh, Brevin Jordan, and Mason Shrek. So they're down to four tight ends, not the usual nine to ten that they that they like to have. Um, and then at wide receiver, you have Noah Brown com- also coming over from Dallas, uh, paired up with Nico Collins. Uh, and, healthy, and Robert Woods in the slot. He's coming over from Tennessee. Uh, Noah Brown came over from Dallas. And then Brandon Cooks was traded over to Dallas. Mm-hmm. So the Texas team's kind of working it out together. Uh, they have a lot of decent wide receivers here. One that we are currently watching is John Mechie the third. Um, apparently looks really good after uh, – dealing with his can- whole cancer issue um, right before training camp. Um, so he's practicing. That's great. Um, that's a guy that, you know, we kind of had some hopes for. He's a, he's a smaller receiver, but uh, he was one of the top-end ones uh, in last year's draft. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Still list wide receiver as a team need. Um even with kind of the backups that they have there, not completely sold on all of them. Uh, quarterback, this is why we said, you know, C.J. Stroud uh, should should be the pick at the 1-2 if you're not going to trade out of it just to acquire more picks uh, because you can't have another year of Davis Mills. 
Uh, I'm sorry, but Case Keenum, no. EJ Perry, no. We're not doing this. Houston. Houston defense. Let's take a look here. Okay, they have needs, linebacker, safety, corner, and D-tackle. But across that defensive line, you have Jonathan Greenard, Sheldon Rankins, uh, who actually came over from the Jets, uh, Malik Collins, and Jerry Hughes. They have a couple of guys that they could swap in, uh, uh, different packages in Chase Vinovich and uh, Hassan Ridgeway, who came in through free agency. So they're pretty set across their front line. Um, they can use a D-tackle, uh, DN that they can groom behind these guys um, this season. Your linebacking core, uh, Paul, one of Paul's favorite guys, Christian Kirksey, uh, Denzel Perryman, and Corey Littleton. Uh, Perryman and Littleton came over in free agency there. Uh, Kirksey is really kind of the spot where they can uh, use an upgrade, if not at least fill in behind them and, and kind of groom uh, linebackers of the future uh, because they only have four backups across the three spots. Safety, you're looking at Jalen Petrie and uh, Jimmy Ward back there. Eric Murray can fill in for Petrie if Petrie's not getting it done. Um, they're okay at safety. They're not great. Uh, three backups across the two spots. Leaves a lot to be desired there. Um, but we'll wait and see. See what happens. See what the fallout. Because they could end up getting uh, some UDFA guys or some guys late in the draft here uh, from the safety position. Corners, you're going to have Steven Nelson, uh, Derek Stingley Jr. Stingley Jr. was not rated very well his rookie year. He That stemmed a lot from the beginning of the year. Uh, he got stronger as the year went on. He was a guy that we did not want to attack in there. And then you have Desmond King uh, returning in the slot. So they're pretty set at corner. They just need they need the backups. They need the backups to fill in. Any guys to kind of fill any rotational needs with dime, nickel, uh, quarters. Dime, nickels, and quarters. Uh, Paul, you got anything you want to say about Houston? Um. <clears throat> No, this is going to be a transition year, taking over the new head coach, uh, see what kind of direction they want to go with. How, are they going to mock what they did in San Francisco in terms of team build and the players? You know, um, So it, it, you're going to have to be patient if you're a Texans fan. Be patient with it. I think this is going to work out. You can kind of see the build uh, that they're doing kind of building it the 49er way that he did um, over there uh, the last few years, and we know how that defense shaped up uh, over that time period as him being the defensive coordinator. So let him get his hands in there, give him a couple of years. Uh, I think Houston is committed to Ryan's being there, which is good because we haven't seen a lot of commitment out of the uh, Houston Texans the last couple of years. Besides losing. <laughs> We're committed to losing here, people. We got teams to build. Uh, all right. Moving on to Indianapolis, we got new head coach Shane Steichen coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this is definitely one of the spots where it's potential Anthony Richardson spot in the first round. Um, you know, Steichen having worked with Jalen Hurts, building him up, 
they're doing a fantastic job, I might add, uh, on on a guy that we really liked uh, coming out of that 2020 draft. Um, so good on them. But <laughs> offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cuda, the Cuda is back. Cuda Matata means no worries. <laughs> I got a lot of worries with Jim Bob Cooter being back in there. But he's a young dude. He's really young. He's a, I think he's not even our age, I don't think. Uh, but offensive needs, uh, quarterback, uh, wide receiver, tight end, and offensive line depth here. Across the offensive line, uh, you got Bernard Raymond, uh, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Will Freeze, Braden Smith. Uh, that right guard spot is definitely a spot that they can upgrade there. Uh, Raymond, I know how what his uh, PFF rating looks. Uh, they could still go after an offensive tackle there, uh, especially if one drops at 2-4, or if they trade out of that 1-4 spot and acquire more picks in there, they could pick up an offensive tackle there as well. Um, I just don't see them. We'll skip right to quarterback and come back. Uh, they're not going to go into the season with Gardner Minshew being their one and only guy that they're going to be able to actually field or put out on the field. Nick Foles, no, they're not doing that. Sam Ellinger, no. I think I think we're done with that. Anybody, any of you fucking Sam Ellinger truthers out there uh, with his time at Texas? I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you that that kid was not good. And you wanted to go, well, he could fucking run. Yeah, well, guess what? He ran into a wall of fucking defenders every time. So it didn't really prove anything to me. And he shouldn't have proved anything to you in the first place. At running back, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, hopefully he stays healthy this year. Uh, last year was kind of a debacle. And I think that kind of led to him just him and the Colts just saying, you know what, let's back off a little bit. Let's just fucking rest. I don't think he was nearly as hurt as what he was. I think they just didn't want to run his ass down um, when they can utilize him this year. Zach Moss uh, came in last year. I actually did pretty decent um, with the carries that he had. Uh, then you have Dar- uh, Deion Jackson, Darrington Evans, who, you know, is just not getting it done. And you know what? Darrington Evans... They signed him. They could cut him. They could cut him. You want to know why? <laughs> Look right underneath him. Jake Funk. Don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we move to tight end, the clusterfuck that is. Uh, Mo Cox, Kyler Granson, uh, Jelani Woods, and Farrell Brown. I, I don't know why they had to bring in fucking Farrell Brown when you already had all these guys. Because Jelani, Wood, Jelani Woods and Kylan Granson are actually the two most talented tight ends on that team, but they want to stick with Mo Alley Cox. But I could see Mo Alley Cox getting cut, to be completely honest. I know, I think he got a contract extension last year, but he he's not good. I don't know why. They continue to love this kid. I don't like him at all. I don't like putting that hyphen in his name. Well, doesn't Shane Stecker do a lot of two tight end sets? He does. Stuff? So maybe they'll, they'll play around with him in um, training camp preseason and see where they're at before they do that. So that's probably why they loaded up there with the 30 tight ends they got. 
I mean, I guess. I mean, you got Jalen Win- Wintermeyer right there. Dude, dude, if you have a Wintermeyer on your team, you're fucking set, all right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that 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 was something that was told to me like years ago. If you had a Wintermeyer, you're all good. <laughs> Moving on to wide receiver. You got Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and Isaiah McKenzie, who actually comes over from Buffalo. Um, they're okay. They're not great. Uh, they could use an upgrade from McKenzie, definitely. Um, they could actually probably use an upgrade from Pierce as much as I like Pierce and I want to see him succeed. Uh, they can upgrade there. There was talks of a possible Michael Pittman trade this offseason. Uh, that never happened. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens with that. Um, but I do see them definitely taking a stab here in the draft. Maybe not as for full-blown starters, but for guys who can kind of uh, work their way, way into a rotation here. Um and just see if see if they can you know see if there's potential. This is a potential wide receiver draft. It's not a it's not a true blue starter. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. They did sign Matt Gay at kicker. It's a good signing off of the Rams. Yeah, especially indoors. Yes. yes. Moving on to the defense, the needs here: are corner, linebacker, DN, safety, and D tackle. They're pretty solid across the front. It's the backups that are needed here. Uh, Samson, uh, Samson Abukum, uh, Grover Stewart, DeForest Buckner, and Quiddy Pay. Um, oh, my God, I'm brain farting. Uh, Taven Bryant and Taekwon Lewis, kind of your main, your primary backups at the D-tackle and DN spots here. Um, they're okay. They're not great <clears throat> in the backup department, so... That brings up your DN that he tackles. That's why it's a little bit farther back. Linebacker, EJ Spe- uh, Speed, uh, Shaquille, <laughs> Shaquille Leonard, and Zaire uh, Franklin. They need upgrades. They need upgrades. They need upgrades badly in here. They have no discernible good backups whatsoever. Um, they need to get a bump up from Zaire Franklin. They need... At the very least, they need somebody who can come in here and be the backups because uh, Shaq Leonard proved last year. I, what are you doing? These two seasons? Two um, seasons, I'm actually. not playing many games at all. Yeah, and, and that that coming, I believe, after he signed the extension. Yeah. So, crappy, unfortunate timing. Like crappy, that. unfortunate timing, or does he just not have a love for the game? That's been the question. Now, he's, he's said that... Uh, he loves the game of football. He loves playing and whatnot. I think he's full of shit, to be honest with you. And I, it sucks because I really liked him coming out of college. Um, safeties, you got Rodney Thomas II and Julian Blackman. They need upgrade bad um, in here. Um, again, backup. Back, every single position, backup, 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 backup. They have nobody in the backup spots. Um, so upgrades there. Yeah, Dallas is going to be a defense you're going to want to attack. Maybe not on the ground, but through the air. Oh, yeah. Uh, Your corners are going to be Dallas Flowers, uh, Isaiah Rogers. Rogers actually was pretty good last year. Um, We liked him. Uh, Kenny Moore in the second in the slot. He was a guy that we were attacking. 
um, in the corner. He's kind of lost a step. Hopefully, maybe he can rebound, not for DFS purposes, but I'm saying regular football purposes. Hopefully, he can rebound in there, but they need backups really bad all across the board. Paul? I agree. This is, looks like a defense I would attack quite often, especially on DFS. Yeah. Um, you know, Quiddy Pay is coming around. He got hurt in the first year. I mean, they, they have some edge guys that can put some pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. And then you have Gus Bradley taking over. So, I give him a, give him a try. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if there's anybody that can really do it, it's it's Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley can save him. Yeah. All righty, so we're going to continue moving. We go to Jacksonville on offense. Needs offensive tackle, center, tight end, wide receiver, and offensive line depth. Across the offensive line, you have Cam Robinson, Ben Barch, Luke Fortner, Brandon Sheriff, and Walker Little. Solid across, except for maybe Luke Fortner, who they can upgrade from. Now, I have offensive tackle listed here, and this was before we. the rumor this morning is that Cam Robinson, the, off, the left tackle, could be suspended. They didn't say why. They just said that he could be suspended. So that's something that we need to watch during the draft and after because if, if the Jaguars go after an offensive tackle early, that's going to be the reason why. And Cam Robinson was kind of the guy that they were kind of reluctant to really kind of <clears throat> uh, sign. Uh, update. Uh, Cam Robinson is facing a multiple game suspension for violating the NFL performance enhancing drug policy. Yeah, so steroids again. Another steroid one, huh? All right, fair. So, yeah, I... You're not going to move Walker Little over to the left tackle. You certainly are not moving Josh Wells over to the left tackle either. So they don't have a guy on that on that squad right now that can fill that spot. <laughs> and I don't think they're really willing. Uh, knowing Doug Peterson, he's not really going to be willing to go into the season without a capable left tackle. So this is something that we really need to pay attention to during the draft and afterwards. Uh, so then we move on to running backs. You got Travis Etienne, Jermichael Hasty, Dearness Johnson uh, okay. comes over from Cleveland, and actually Dearness Johnson could be the guy who's in front of Hasty. Hasty being the guy that actually would replace Etienne in the way he in the way he works. Um, Dearness Johnson kind of be more of the hammer. Uh, which really kills this guy, Snoop Connor, who I liked last year. Uh, but like. I like him as a player. I, I just I don't think he's going to get. He may not get his opportunity again. Um, and then Quadri Allison bringing up the rear tight ends. You have Evan Ingram still has not signed his franchise tender, uh, but that's most of these guys did not sign their free agent tender or their franchise tenders because they wanted to skip the voluntary workout stuff. Um, they'll have them signed there. Uh, but they are a little, little, little uh, thin. thin. Uh, Dan Arnold still was never was never re-signed, which is fine. Uh, but behind him, behind Ingram, all you have is Luke Farrell and Garrett Prince, uh, not guys that you really want to have on the field at all. Wide receivers, 
Uh, Calvin Ridley is done with his suspension. Uh, he has been reinstated. Uh, so you'll have him and Zay Jones lined up across from him uh, with Christian Kirk in the slot. Now we're going to be careful with Calvin Ridley this year because he's had that full year plus off. So we need to see how he how he kind of looks in training camps, off-season workouts, and whatnot uh, leading up into the season. We're going to pay attention to his ADP because there's only going to be so much that we're going to try and invest in him. But we do know the potential output if he is healthy, if he is ready to go um, for this season, if we believe that he's really going to try and prove what he was before the suspension. There's a lot of ifs. There's a lot of ifs. He's a huge risk. He is, he's one of those guys where, you know, the ninth, 10th round, tenth round pick in, in your uh, redraft league, you'd be like, all right, I'm going to take a shot on him because of the talent because this was a guy that we were drafting in the second, third rounds before he had gotten uh, suspended for the gambling. So, And that's what it is. It's a gambling. It's not like it was some kind of fucking performance-enhancing thing where it was something that was working on his body. No, it, this was just strictly gambling. One big positive, the whole year out of the NFL, that's a whole year not taking hits from the defense. You get your body healthy, you yep. get right. So it's all good. Um, quarterback, they're fine. Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Beathard, you know, not rated well, but I mean, can fill in if something happens to Lawrence for a little bit. Um, so they're good. They're good there. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. We we'll move on to the defense, though. Uh, defensive needs: D tackle yeah. slash D end, uh, corner, linebacker, and safety. Uh, defensive line: you have Roy Robertson. Uh, Harris, who uh, signed an extension. Devon Hamilton in the middle, who just resigned his extension finally. Uh, and Florio Sanfatukayasi. Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Uh, that's the guy that needs to get replaced, not only because he's not all that great, but because I don't want to try and say his fucking name anymore. Um, but behind. It sounds uh, German. Yeah, but but behind him, or behind them, they could use some backups in here uh, to kind of fill in there. Uh, linebacker, you got Trayvon Walker, uh, Fully Assad, Olakan, uh, Devin Lloyd, and Josh Allen. Uh, they're pretty good. They pretty solid. They're pretty solid. Lloyd Lloyd kind of underwhelmed last year, um, but I think he can bounce back. Uh, he's kind of the guy, though, if you're looking to see if they take an inside linebacker, uh, that is your reason why right there. Um, but they could end up just taking a backup at linebacker and moving Quarterman actually up in there and giving him a shot. He didn't play a whole hell of a lot, but when he was on the field, he was actually pretty productive. Um, They're going to give Devin Lloyd a chance, though. I mean, they spent that top-round draft pick. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he was playing, uh, thinking a little bit too much. Yeah. Playing since he's a rookie, worried about making mistakes. Yeah. He's thrown into the fire right there. So, well, we'll see. We'll see. see. We'll see because anything, because it all comes down to that guy right there. Because Doug Peterson doesn't give any fucks. On that, if they fucked up, they'll just admit that they fucked up and they'll cut. They he showed that he showed that in Philadelphia that they're willing to do that. So 
clock is ticking. Um, but we moved to safety. And, Andre Cisco, uh, Rayshon Jenkins, and then you got a little bit of Andrew Wingard uh, mixed in there with the three safety set that they that they do implore. Uh, all hard hitting. <laughs> they will knock your teeth out. I they like are not, I, I love them. I love them. So when I put safety on here, it's uh, uh, specifically for backups. Has nothing to do with the starters. Even Jenkins being kind of slightly rated a little bit below average. Um, I, I Jenkins is fine. And if anybody watched in the playoffs and watched how these safeties fucking played together, they need to stick together. They need to stick together. They're really good. Uh, so we, then we moved to corner. You got Tyson Campbell. Okay. Fucking terrific last year. Fucking terrific. Uh, Darius Williams kind of had a little bit of a bounce back uh, last season. Uh, so he's there on the other side. Trey Herndon, that is your corner of need right there. Trey Herndon, I think, has had enough time uh, to prove himself and hasn't really hasn't really performed up to the expectations of what we Man, thought he could be. Imagine putting Branch right there. <clears throat> Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm. At the 125, would they take Branch? Oh, my God. They'd get a hybrid safety slash corner and put in there and just basically have, like, four fucking safeties. <laughs> just yeah, in there. Branch is really cool, though. Branch is really laid back. He's really a cool, calm, collected individual. Um, that's what I really got out of him yesterday when we kind of uh, met up with him. Uh, Tennessee Titans, here we go. Here we go. Offensive needs. Uh, guard, center, tackle. <laughs> Wide receiver, tight end, running back, quarterback, offensive line depth. I should have basically just put on, under offensive needs everything. Yeah, this is a rough team. Yeah. Because um, you look at, you look along the offensive line, you have Andre Dillard, uh, Daniel Brunskill. Dillard coming over from uh, Philly. Yep. Uh, Dillard came from Philly. Uh, Corey Levin right now would technically be your starting center, and uh, I don't think we want Levin as the center if you're a Titans fan. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Radins at offensive at right guard, and Nicholas Petit Freer at the uh, right tackle spot. They are hurting. They are hurting. Um, basically. I can't even fucking I can't even get rid of any of my Derrick Henry shares in fucking dynasty right now. Nobody wants it. This offensive line is horrible. The reason why they are tra- they that the, you hear these rumors of them shopping Henry is because they are 100% trying to shop Henry cuz they are in fucking full rebuild mode uh right now. Will they win games? Probably because, you know, it's a Mike Vrabel team, but um but, I mean, when you look at running back, Derrick Henry, Hassan Haskins, who's going to get a little bit more run this this season, uh, Julius Chestnut and Jonathan Ward. Ward's gonna see, Ward, I think, is going to step ahead of Chestnut and could even step ahead of Haskins. Yeah, to be honest, I don't even know if they even like those guys. So. No. Remember, they got uh, Rand Carthon as the new GM, and he's going to probably want to bring his guys in if he's doing this whole rebuild. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Definitely likely cut, cut candidates. But at, right now, those are the guys on the roster. I think you're right, though. Ward will take over Chestnut. Yeah. Tight ends. Oh, Chigo Conquero. 
He, he proved himself. We liked him in the draft. I didn't think he was going to take off as what he did in a rookie year. We were talking about tight ends that could actually do stuff in their rookie year. There, there's one there's one, one example. Um, but we're going <laughs> to take it easy, okay? He's not your top tight end prospect here in redraft leagues, all right? Uh, backing him up, though, Trevor Wesco, Kevin Rader. Uh, no guys that are really going to fight him for that top spot. So Oconquo is really kind of your top passing target. Um, outside of wide receiver Traylon Burks. <laughs> I'm having a hard time looking at this roster, bro. <laughs> Yikes. Well, you have wide receiver, you have Traylon Burks, who should be your number one. Yeah. Uh, Nick Westbrook, Akeen, who can, I mean, hold his own, but not as a number two. He's more Yikes. of a number three. Uh, but that in the slot is now Chris Moore's job coming over from Houston. Yeah. Man, this is rough. It's rough considering the fact that you have nobody who can come in and replace in the draft either. No. So this is one of those te- this is going to be one of those teams where they're really going to try and uh, take a look at anybody who gets cut uh, of worth um, and kind of bring them in there. <laughs> could I see Julio Jones ending up here? I could see Julio Jones ending up here if he really was willing to not take. Or not have to uh, uh, demand, you know, that ten million dollar, you know, contract, you know, one year contract or whatever. But Jesus Christ, it's terrible. It is terrible. This is a rough. This could potentially be the worst team in the league kind of candidate. Yeah, but you know what'll happen is they'll go on that run. They'll almost they'll either make the playoffs or just miss it. Uh, under center, of course, you have Ryan Tannehill. There has been talks that they're, you know, the bullshit trade talks that they were after Aaron Rodgers. I don't believe any of that whatsoever. Um, but they, they, this is a candidate for possibly moving up in the draft uh, to get, grab one of those quarterbacks. This is also, too, if you look at this, Houston has the 112. The Titans are the 111. So they're right in front of them. So Houston would technically, if if the guys, if, let's say Stroud, let's say they pass, and then they were like, all right, at the 12th pick we could take Stroud. Well, we can't get him because if he falls to 11, there's a possibility that Tennessee will just grab Stroud anyways. Because the word on the street is they don't like Malik Willis or they, they don't like how he develops. So yeah. farther behind than they were hoping for. Yeah, that whole that whole I, I liked Malik Willis coming out of Liberty, but um when everybody was started propping him up like he was gonna be the savior to Tennessee for Tennessee and it was like no. That kid needs that kid needed the Jordan Love three three years sitting on a bench, uh, developing. Look at that receiving core. Who is he throwing it to too? Yeah. Like so in all fairness. Yeah, it's not all Malik Willis, no, it's but it's not all Malik. Man, that's a rough offense to look at, man. Help me out. Ooh, clear my head of that one. Finishing it up, we have the Tennessee <laughs> Titans defense, which is the only thing probably going right for it. Um, defensive needs: D tackle, linebacker, DN, safety, corner, basically anything and everything. Um, but we look across the front. You do have Danico Autry. Uh, Naquan Jones is the reason so that uh, that I would think that they would go after a nose tackle here. 
uh, Jeffrey Simmons on the other side. So they're good on those two outside spots. It's right dead center in the middle. There's your running lane right there. <laughs> uh, but in reality, though, you look at the linebacking core, which has kind of been a hindrance. Um, it's not too bad here because they did bring in Arden Key, uh, Aziz Alshier, uh to go along with Monty Rice, and then Harold Landry, the third, if he can stay healthy this year. Uh, that linebacking core is pretty decent, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and then when you get back into the safety, like they need backups in here for their linebackers. They don't technically need a starter unless they don't believe that Landry can be the guy there at the outside linebacker spot. But um, you move back to safety, you got Kevin Byard and then Amani Hooker, who got hurt last year. Um, so he then. So, you know, he's had a whole year of rehab um, in there. But uh, safety, they're okay. They just need the backups in there. And I think they're really okay at corner now that they brought in Sean Murphy Bunting to fill in at that uh, slot corner spot because Christian Fulton held his own. He's backed up by disappointment uh, Caleb Farley. Yeah, it looks like he's- if he get started, he's gonna stay healthy. Uh, like his career just couldn't get started, like one injury after another. But uh, hopefully, he can get going. Yeah. And then you have uh, McCreary on the other side. McCreary was a, was a big surprise last year. Like he was a good kid. He was, yeah, you know, willing. Kind of like going into the draft. Like, yeah. All right, and then he played. He played his ass off. He played his ass off. He was playing that. I'm going to prove to everybody that I can fucking get this shit done. So, but that is the South divisions. We only have one left. We're going to go to the West, but that is going to be on the next podcast because we need to take a break. I need a fucking cigarette because I'm. It's going to take me 30 fucking minutes to get out of this goddamn chair. I, I don't know. It's the fucking chair from hell. We're out. 